0: The word is for everyone. It's alive and active, filled with wisdom, truth, and hope. Understanding and interpreting its pages can seem overwhelming, but this podcast is here to help. This is Unschooled and Ordinary.
1: Well, what's going on everybody welcome back to the unschooled and ordinary podcast i am your host tyler and i'm here with my good friends brandy stewart angie gates and the ben wade what's up ladies and gentlemen how have y'all been doing what you've been up to over the past couple of days
0: mm, we've been surviving school my kids are both in school and brandy is really tired <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have been getting ready for a wedding that is going to be happening friday so Super happy about that. Awesome. (laughs) Kid
1: number two getting married? Kid number two. Wow.
2: Kid number three's not going anywhere.
1: (laughs) He ain't going anywhere. (laughs) Ben, I haven't seen you in at least a week. I didn't even know you were going to be here this morning. Where have you been? we had, you know, we're we're not back in school yet.
3: Um, So we enjoyed a little time off, a little staycation. We didn't go anywhere, but just kind of hung around the house and enjoyed some slow quality time.
1: Very nice. What else you did?
3: Man, we just worked around the yard and just kind of got some things caught up but like i enjoyed not doing much like I, I i like the front porch okay so like all in all honesty when we have a little kind of staycation time i look forward to like sitting on the front porch and drinking coffee and uh, where we moved to it's like in the middle of the woods so we're surrounded by pine trees And as a kid, I can remember so vividly sitting on my grandparents' front steps, looking out their glass door at these huge pine trees they had in their yard and watching them just, like, sway with the wind. Um, And so I found myself, like, real nostalgic watching this windstorm that came through while I was off. And it reminded me that, like, when I was a kid, I literally used to think that the trees made the wind (laughs) and that, like, that that was the wind that the the trees were moving and they were blowing the wind and it really kind of blew my mind when I learned that hey if those those trees weren't there the wind would still
2: whoosh, you just learned through. that last week
3: a couple weeks <laughs> couple weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. A couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah yeah because I know but but I mean like so yeah so I I just w- but we were a- we kind of just were able to have a pace where I could do some front porch sitting and. Kind of reminiscent it and sounds
1: like a Alan Jackson song. Yeah, it kinda does. Of Front porch sitting, watching the wind. Is is that did y'all hear Ben say he was yes. watching the wind? He saw it. Welcome to my life. Watching the wind. Yeah. Can you see the wind?
2: Ben can. <laughs> I in think the he trees. might be the only one
1: though. Yeah. Or or can we see the effects of the wind? Yes. Yeah. That one. Uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> That's I think, you know, that is the reality and the difference. You see the, the effects of the winds and
1: all the, the pine straw on the ground. and So we, we and can't see things. it, but we can see what it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like the Holy Spirit. And it just so happens <laughs> that's what we're talking about today. So what is the Holy Spirit? And that's one of the big questions. We're ultimately going to be talking about spiritual gifts and the gifts that God gives us or the Holy Spirit gives us. But to understand that, I think we need to understand a little bit who the Holy Spirit is. And for us to know about the Trinity, you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In the very beginning of the Old Testament, in Genesis, we see that the Spirit in Hebrew is called Ruach like that you got to get the uh behind it which literally means breath or wind so when we see that that god picked up the dust and he he blew into the dust he created man it was the ruach of god so the holy spirit is kind of like the wind where we do not see him but we do see the effects of him um so that is who the Holy Spirit is. Question for you guys. Who has the Holy Spirit? Is that everybody? Is that just some people? Who has the Holy Spirit?
0: I think that one is a, it's a good question. But the simple answer is when you believe in Jesus it, as your Savior, you then have the Holy Spirit, but only then.
1: Yeah. Uh, John chapter 14, I believe it's verse 14 Jesus tells us that God is going to send us the Holy Spirit. Jesus calls him the advocate or the helper. The Holy Spirit is here to help us. And like you said, Brandon, when we accept Jesus, we then have the Holy Spirit in our hearts. And a great uh, reference for that is 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Uh, But for right now, we're going to dive into 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and we're going to read verses 1 through 11. This is going to be our primary text this week in House Church.
0: Hey, real quick. It's 1st Corinthians 12. 1st Corinthians 12. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, but let's start in verse 1. It says, "Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols." Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Not to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. And these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one, just as He determines.
3: Brandy, go ahead and read verse 12 as well, too.
0: Okay. It says, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ.
1: Okay, so we see that there are many spiritual gifts, and this isn't an exhaustive list, but... There there are other places where we'll see these spiritual gifts, and they're going to be in the discussion guide. But ultimately, these gifts are given to build up the church. And that's why one of our core values as a church is we champion teamwork, because we are all given different gifts. We are given different abilities from the Lord, and these gifts are to complement one another. So, Angie, if you would, would you tell us a little bit about what spiritual gifts are?
2: Well, I think it could be... A common mistake to think that a talent is a gift Because a lot of times we think that things that we are good at Oh, well, that's my gift But then there's often people that think I don't have anything to offer There's, what is my gift? I'm not good at anything And it's not about if you're good at something Because the gift that you receive from God as a spiritual gift it's not this natural talent or ability. It's not something that you're going to be born with that you learn and that you can practice and you can get really, really good at it. It is truly a gift. That's why it's called a gift. And you didn't do anything to earn it. He gave it to you. And I think it's just something that we discount ourselves for from from having. Like we don't think we have anything to offer when in reality, if you examine yourself really, really closely in accordance with these lists and things in scripture that we find, you realize that you do have so much more to offer, and and it's not of yourself. It is a gift from God.
1: And a lot of times it's hard for us to see those gifts because it's like they come natural to us. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I I don't have a spiritual gift. And it's because the thing you're good at you don't even think is a gift. I've heard it said before that we are born with talents. We are reborn with gifts. Mm -hmm. So when we... Uh, put our faith in Jesus, we are then reborn, and we now have spiritual gifts. What do you think some of your spiritual gifts are? Brandy, what do do you think about that?
0: Mm, So it's really interesting. I think, you know, what Angie said, that a lot of times people think maybe I don't have a spiritual gift, and If you have Jesus, that's not possible. He has given you a gift through the Spirit. But it took me a really long time to see my own. And I know we've all talked a lot about, like, other people in your life can usually see these better than you can. Um, But I think through studying Scripture and just from people helping me along the way, I discovered, I think, discernment is probably my number one gift. But that always felt like I just had good gift, not gifts, good gut instincts. And... Never saw it as something from God. Um, but discernment, I really do think I can typically like see in a person your intentions. I can usually feel in a situation if something is good or wrong. Um, so yeah, it's quite a journey to get there. Yeah. But discernment.
1: Discernment. That is a good one, and I think that's one that people take for granted. I do not have the gift of discernment. <laughs> I've had so many people lie to me. Mm. and I just believe them, and Nancy's looking at me. She's got the gift of discernment. She's like, Tyler, are you broken? Yeah, like like
0: we can feel it in every part of our body.
1: I think everybody tells me the truth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a gift in and of itself, though, to just have faith and trust in people.
1: Yeah, and that is my spiritual gift, Mm -hmm. having faith, and sometimes that weirds people out. I just believe God's going to provide and I have seen God provide so many times. And when it happens, it's just like, oh, yeah, mm. he provided again. Duh. That's <laughs> what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, an example of this, just this past week, we were talking to our staff about uh, this lady needing a car, a lady that we met at Camp Venture. And so we had been praying that God would provide her a car. And last night, I got a call. I said, hey, do y'all need a car for somebody? Mm. Wow. Here it is. <laughs> Wow. So that, that faith is a spiritual gift. And it is
0: not one of mine. So it's funny how that works, right?
1: (laughs) It is.
3: Ben, what about you? You know, it feels weird to talk about it. Like, well, this is what I think my gifting is. So I think a lot of people sometimes can get hung up even there and identifying it. Um, but I, I think over the years I've learned some, mine would probably be like encouragement. Um, you know, my first thought goes to I'm curious to the people around me. What do you think? Do you think that's my gift? And, it, uh, um, but I I, do, I think it's something that comes natural to me is to just encourage those um, that are around me. Something that I don't even think about. You know, um, so when you view it through that lens, um, I think I've been able to recognize that as a as a spiritual gift.
1: Yeah, that, and you definitely have the gift of encouragement. I think everybody who knows you knows that is a part of who you are. Can you read us a little bit about what you read us earlier? Uh, I think it was out of your commentary on the spiritual gift of hospitality.
3: Yeah. Um, so just in in diving into this passage, um, I've told y'all, you know, like I, I, I lean heavily on the commentary that is in my life application study Bible
1: to, to help me we call Ben the, the commentary guy. The commentary guy. Because <laughs> he's so, always like, well, according to my commentary. <laughs> so, according to my
3: commentary, um, it led me to Romans chapter 12, verse 13. And it says, share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality. And so I went down here to my commentary in the bottom. And here's what it says it says, Christian hospitality differs from social entertaining, entertaining focuses on the host. The home must be spotless. The food must be well-prepared and abundant. The host must appear relaxed and good-natured. Hospitality, by contrast, focuses on the guests. Their needs, whether it be for a place to stay, for nourishing food, a listening ear, or for acceptance, their needs are the primary concern. Hospitality can happen in a messy home. It can happen around a dinner table where the main dish is canned soup. It It can even happen while the host and the guest are doing chores together. Don't hesitate to offer hospitality just because you are too tired, too busy, or not wealthy enough to entertain.
2: Okay, see, when he reads that, that totally hits me because I would never, ever, ever have said I have the gift of hospitality. I would have said I don't. That's like my weakest area because I've never looked at it in terms of that's only focused on the presentation. That's only focusing on on me. But when you say hospitality focuses on others, it really frees you up to kind of like accept that gift in a different way and, and use it and steward it well, because mm-hmm. like we host house church at our house. And I, that would be one of my most stressful things because I think I don't have this gift of hospitality. I don't, I don't decorate well, but I want everything to be clean and perfect and presentable. And that is a reflection of what I, I want to, people to see and think about me and my home or my family. But when you read that, my heart genuinely now says, no, I relate to the hospitality part because it's not about the presentation. It is about the people. And that's the part I love. Like if I know you're coming and we can just sit down eye to eye and have a talk and I can help you or pray for you in any way, like, That gets me excited. I love that part. I don't love having to be presentable. And I think that's a lie we kind of buy into if you do host House Church, that it has to be about the presentation. And that's such a good reminder that it's about the people.
1: Very good. And this is why, as a church— we champion teamwork because the Holy Spirit has given all of us different gifts. I, I read this quote from John Wesley. He said, in essentials, there's unity, meaning the essential of the faith is Jesus is the Son of God. We get to heaven through Christ. His death, burial, resurrection, and ascension is true. That We don't waver on that. So in the essentials, there's unity. In the non essentials, there's liberty. So I think spiritual gifts could be a non essential. And this is a more open handed policy because some people are going to have gifts that you may not agree with, might not value, might not think is important. But we need those gifts because we are one body. We are one body of believers. And our house churches are going to grow and they are going to be healthy as we all come together recognizing. We bring something to the table. Not that we have to be somebody that we're not, but we be somebody that we are through Christ because he has given us gifts. And when we come together and bring those gifts, we get to see the body of Christ be healthy and work the way Jesus intended it to. So that's why we have the core value. We champion teamwork. Now, this is going to be the end of our conversation today. Next week, we are going to go into 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And the very end of this chapter says, Now, I encourage you to desire the greater gifts. And Blake's going to begin to break that down for us next week. So we are looking forward to that. Thank you guys for tuning in with us. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Unschooled
0: and Ordinary is an original podcast from Venture Church. While this podcast is great for individual study, the word really comes alive when we talk about it and apply it to our lives in house church. House churches are small groups of believers gathered in homes for a meal, scripture study, discipleship, and prayer in a trusted community of faith. They meet on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. in homes throughout South Mississippi, and you can join anytime. To find a house church near you, visit VentureChurch.org housechurch